Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm glad you're here. Tonight, we're going to be talking about cognitive dissonance. It's a word that you may hear frequently. You may understand it in part. You may understand it wholly. I want to give you examples of how it is when you're in a relationship with a hijackal, one of those difficult people, people who have the traits that hijack relationships for their own purposes and needs, and then they scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. That's what I call a hijackal. So if you recognize that you have one or more than one in your life, this information I hope will be really helpful to you. And if you're here for the first time, welcome. I hope that you will subscribe and find value here for you. And if you're returning, thank you so much. And thank you to the people who are supporting the work by going to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. That's a wonderful place where you can support the work with a one-time or a monthly donation. So please feel free to do that. So cognitive dissonance. This is when your head explodes or feels like it's going to because you have conflicting attitudes or beliefs or behaviors or you're observing one thing and you're observing the opposite of it at the same time. And it produces this mental discomfort, sometimes a physical discomfort. And it leads to you wanting to alter one of your attitudes or beliefs or behaviors to make it go away, to make it calm down. Oh, it must be me. If I just adjust myself, you know, and remember that warning that used to come on the TV, don't adjust your set is a temporary difficulty. Well, many times when we're with a hijackal, we're constantly adjusting ourselves. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to do something differently. Maybe they're right and I'm wrong. Maybe they remember it correctly and I don't. And so this cognitive dissonance is arising so frequently, frequently and too frequently when you're in a relationship with a chronically, relentlessly difficult person. Is that sounding familiar to you at all? Maybe some of the things that cause you to to do that would be good to list, and I'll do that in a minute. This theory of cognitive dissonance was created in 1957, given its name. And what it, it is said to do, and I'll read you, is cognitive dissonance theory postulates that an underlying psychological tension is created when an individual's behavior is inconsistent with their thoughts or beliefs. This underlying tension then motivates an individual to make an attitude change 
that would take away the dissonance and produce consistency between the thoughts and behaviors. So that can be totally crazy making when you're with a hijackal because when you see these differences, when you see they say one thing and they do another, or they say one thing and then they totally say the opposite the next day, and you think, did I miss here? But no, when you start having these feelings of cognitive dissonance, when your mind wants to explode with these things don't go together. Do you remember that old Sesame Street song? Some of these things just don't go together. Well, that's the kind of thing that we have when we recognize cognitive dissonance. And it can keep you paralyzed by self-doubt. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I the one who sees it strangely? Is the other person telling the truth and I'm way off? And that's what it's intended to do. That's why I call this episode How Hijackals Create Emotional Chaos. Because you're observing all of this. You think one thing. You hope for one thing. You're seeing another. Then you wonder, do these things fit together? Am I the one that's making it not fit? And so you can become paralyzed by self-doubt. You can get deeply into anxiety about it. You know, maybe I'm not a worthy person. Maybe I'm a little off my off my uh, my feed. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not thinking rationally. Maybe I don't remember well. So the self doubt increases, and you get more and more anxious, and you start questioning your sanity. Am I really okay? Is there something wrong with me? And then a hijackal will jump in and say. Well, nobody else will put up with you, but I will. A little more cognitive dissonance added to the pile. And so what does it do? It starts to create fear in you. You know, you start to second guess yourself on a regular basis. You start attributing truth to the hijackal who is just saying, wow, look at that. I made that happen. And they're delighted with that. And you didn't see differently. So you put yourself down and didn't believe yourself. You believed the other because they had created this cognitive dissonance. And you can go off and, and ask for opinions of other people that you trust. And you may find that that's a good thing to do because they will affirm your view. Now, of course, sometimes you'll go to the flying monkeys of a hijackal, and all they're taught to do is to have loyalty to the hijackal. So they're afraid of the hijackal. So they will tell you you're wrong, and the hijackal is right. But when you get into the state of cognitive dissonance, your creativity really suffers. Because you can't come up with creative solutions. You can't hold all the thoughts carefully together in your mind. And you want to make a decision, but your mind jumps all over the place because it's been trained, is it this or is it that? It was that yesterday, it's this today, what do I believe? Can I base a decision on two conflicting ideas? No, that's very difficult to do. So you have to find some resolution in all of this muddle. Does this sound familiar to you? Because that is how cognitive dissonance makes you feel. Just totally inadequate, crazy, unsure, unsteady, uh, unwilling to make decisions, as I said. 
So if you run into any of those problems and you want to talk to me, I have a new client one-time offer. You can come and talk to me for an hour for only $97. And you go to beaclient.com. Beaclient.com and sign up for that. Because sometimes you just want to run something by somebody else who, who has a lot of knowledge in this field. And I have this knowledge not only because I have a PhD in psychology, but because I had two hijackal parents and I married and co-parented with them as well. Not with the parents, but with other hijackals. So I've lived the experience and I've studied the experience and I've found many, many ways to help people live through the experience and thrive afterwards, which is why I created my membership program. And if that interests you, you can go to joinintoday.com and join the Emerging Empowered Community. Joinintoday.com. So, we have this cognitive dissonance, and we we start to recognize how a hijackal lies to us, and yet we find ourselves defending the lies. Again, mind-blowing. We know they're lying, but we kind of are the hijackal's flying monkey at that moment, so we defend them, even though we know they're lying, and it has a high cost to our sense of well-being. Have you ever had that experience? The hijackal demands that you support their lies, demands you make them look good, and inside you're going, no, 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 that's not the truth. That's not what happened. That's not how it is. And yet you find yourself agreeing with hijackal. Cognitive dissonance. And maybe you will just decide that something's wrong with you that the situation seems so fraught with difficulties, it must be something that's wrong with you. And that will cause you to feel anxious. That will cause you to be self-deprecating to a disastrous degree. And you will give all your power over to a hijackal. <gasps> no, we don't want to be doing that. No, no, no. But the hijackal wants you to be doing that. So it can become very compelling to, to do that you know, to keep the peace, to stop the hijackal from being as anxious as they might be. And so we give in. We support the hijackal. Or we decide that we're wrong, and so the hijackal must have the right story. Have you ever done that? I mean, sometimes you do it, as I said, just to keep the peace, to reduce your own anxiety, to give you some sense of, okay, there's at least they're not going to be on me for disagreeing with them. And that's what the hijackal creates, emotional chaos within you, within your lives together, for the children to observe. If you have children, that's the name of their game. They want to have you doubting yourself, paralyzed by self-doubt, paralyzed to make decisions. And then they can come on and say, oh, you know, I guess I'll just have to do this because you're so incompetent. And that, again, reinforces your underlying fear that you are incompetent. And they build on that and they build on that. I've had clients and I have clients all over the world. And they'll say they had me totally convinced that I was worthless, that my mind had shut down, that I was incapable of remembering anything, that my own assessment of reality was way off. 
because, of course, they gaslight you to create that cognitive dissonance often. And if you come from the healthier human planet, you look at yourself first and say, what's my contribution to this problem? How am I helping it or making it worse? Now, you know, a hijackal will never do that because they can't, because they won't. They're not going to look at themselves. They're going to blame shift. If something is wrong, it's your fault. Even if you're saying to them, you know, I would really like it if you could uh, come home early tomorrow. Well, I can't because of all the time you take up. I I can't have the luxury of coming home early. And all of a sudden that's your fault too. And you know very well it isn't. But because they must be right and they must win, you end up in emotional chaos. Have you noticed that while you're with a hijackal on a regular basis, your shoulders creep up to your earlobes and kind of live there because you've just become so concerned about what's coming at you, what you're going to have to defend, and what lies will be told or manipulations will be spun? All of those things are happening. And then you can get hooked into doing things for them. Not only do you become a flying monkey in public, but you can be doing things in public that you have to do, you feel, because the hijackal really wants you to do it. And in private, you don't want to do it at all. You just don't. And so the dissonance is created by what you actually did and the fact that you didn't want to do it. So you can create dissonance within yourself as well as what you're observing in the hijackal. Now, the reason I created the term hijackal is because too many people, in my opinion, were going off to the internet and saying, you know, what's wrong with my partner? And they were coming up with psychological diagnoses. That's never a really good thing. So I just wanted us to have a term that we could say these are hijackal behaviors. We we attribute them to this person, which makes them a hijackal. But we don't know if they're a narcissist. We don't know if they're a psychopath. You don't know if they're a sociopath or a passive-aggressive or borderline or histrionic. You don't know when a diagnosis doesn't really help you. What you need to know is what are the patterns, traits, and cycles of these people? How are you experiencing them? And how can you change so that the cognitive dissonance will stop? You want it to stop, and you have to be the one who contributes to it stopping. And that's really important. You know, because cognitive dissonance is emotional abuse. When somebody purposefully creates cognitive dissonance, as most hijackals do, they are doing it in order to manipulate you to believe them over yourself. And that's not going to be helpful because you need to be trusting your gut, trusting your vision, trusting your memory. And they want to say, no, 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 your memory and your vision is untrustworthy. And that's not good at all. So if you're hearing a noise, it's my dog. He's decided to scratch right here. Um, So how do hijackals do that? They tell you one thing on one day, and they tell you the opposite on the next day. And when you say, but this is what you said yesterday, they tell you that you're nuts. And they deny that they ever said that. You know, nuts is not much of a clinical diagnosis. It's just they tell you you're crazy. 
You don't understand. You don't listen. You don't get it. You're unreliable. And so they create cognitive dissonance right inside you. You thought you were just expressing what really happened. And they tell you, no, you don't listen well. You misheard. Um, That was just what you wanted to do. And you thought I said that. And there you're left, you know, with this feeling hanging in midair. I thought I knew what you wanted. I thought I knew what you thought yesterday. And now you think something completely different. And because I remember what you said yesterday, now I have to be the one who's wrong. Truly is crazy making behavior, as I say so frequently, because it causes you to question your sanity and doubt yourself. And that's a difficult thing. And hijackers like to create differing realities and swear each one is true. They can do that. They're happy with that ambiguity because all they care about is winning in the moment. So winning is to have you confused or to have you, you know, off kilter so that they can then score a point or a whole lot of points. So I wanted to bring you some examples of what might be happening that would be cognitive dissonance. And you might not have even thought about these ones. So you might say something like, I know their behavior is really nasty to me, but I know they love me. Really? Do you treat the people that you love in a nasty way? But the cognitive dissonance is you probably said right now, no, I would never do that to another human. And yet you're holding two thoughts at the same time and they're conflicting. They treat me in a nasty way and they love me. No, they don't. They love treating you in a nasty way. It gives them a sense of power over you, a sense of control, and a sense of being the one who decides what is actually happening right now. That's very sad. You know, I think I've mentioned in another episode, I had a client once I'd been working with for a while, and she was beginning to realize that the behaviors that she was experiencing were very abusive on many levels. And she came in with a mark on her face just here. And I said, what happened? And she said, he hit me with a hairbrush. And she told me the story. And then she said, but I know he loves me. I said, how do you know that? Well, three weeks ago when he apologized, he brought me flowers and he said so. And I said, so in your thinking, holding these two conflicting things, he hurts me, but he loves me. You've decided to come down on the side of he loves you. So this mark you have on your face is a love tap? You know, it took a minute for her to really realize that those two conflicting ideas did not sit well with her when she took a deep breath and realized what she was saying. It didn't make any sense. But in the moment, she so wanted and needed to believe it because he was being so horrible to her. Cognitive dissonance. Also, you'll find cognitive dissonance to say, You know, oh, I'll change. I'll go to therapy. I'll do anything that you want. And then you relax and think, oh, good, there's hope here. And that person will come and they will hear and they will own their behaviors and and we'll learn together and it'll be wonderful. But they don't change. They may change for a hot minute, but they don't basically change. 
And so you're holding the thought that we're going to therapy because it's going to get better. And they're going to therapy to say, okay, I went to therapy. Very confusing. I was talking with a client this weekend, and I said, you know, one thing we have to always watch for is I was helping helping my client prepare to talk to her attorney. And I said, I must always watch for the fact that a, a, a hijacker will say blanket statements like this. Well, I went to therapy and I learned blah, 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 blah. And a, an attorney, not knowing how these people think and act and work, might say, oh, they went to therapy. Well, that's a good thing. And then go down that line of questioning. No, the accurate line of questioning for that is, where did you go to therapy? How many times did you go? Over what period of time? What was the frequency? Then you find out that the hijackal called a couple of therapists, maybe went and had one session, and now they have a therapist, and they've gone to therapy. So they generalized it and made it sound like it was a real thing, where it wasn't a real thing at all. And that's crazy-making, because you have an expectation that when a person goes to therapy, they're going to learn something that's going to be helpful to them and will therefore be helpful to the relationship. But if you don't ask, how frequently do you go? How many times have you been? You won't learn that, of course, that wasn't what was going to happen. And then we get cognitive dissonance. We told ourselves, oh, they care, they care, they're going to therapy. And then you find that they're really not. But they said they were. Cognitive dissonance. Or how about the one where the hijackal seems to be the greatest person in the world at work or at church, and you want to support that because you really like the person who's the greatest person in the world at work or church, but you know differently. And you have to hold that greatest person in the world at work or church with meanest, nastiest, miserable, dismissive, discounting person at home. And that is crazy making. How do you put those two things together? You know, we could probably all say this together. Hijackals paint a public picture of perfection while at home they provide a private place of pain. That's just what hijackals do. It's crazy making and it creates cognitive dissonance. Here's another example. You're embarrassed by the way the hijackal treats you in public, but you try to smile and gloss it over as, oh, this person's just kidding or having a bad day or whatever. Now, not that you don't want to help the hijackal save face or you don't want to blow up the conversation, but you know what goes on within yourself. If you're trying to cover up for the bad behavior of a hijackal in public and wanting to seem like you're a good partner, and your mind is trying to hold these two conflicting thoughts at the same time, again, cognitive dissonance. How about the fact that you know, you know, no, no, this person over years has not changed, except to maybe get a little worse. And yet there's a part of your brain that's going, well, there must be a way. No, they're going to change. There's going to, you know, they'll be struck by lightning and everything will change. And you're trying to hold these two things in the absolute evidence that this person has severe disorders and dysfunction, and you're trying to hold the other thought that, 
well, no, no, maybe they'll change. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe they'll see the error of their ways. It's crazy making. It will cause you, again, to second-guess yourself and doubt your own sanity. It's not okay. Or how about you really want your family to like your partner? You really want them to. So you, 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 you say all kinds of things to support them to, you know, oh, well, they do this well, and they do that well. And, you know, here's an, uh, an incident that happened. And yet, you know, at home, you're being treated terribly. But the cognitive dissonance is, I want my family to like them, because I don't want them to think I made a mistake, even though they told me I'm making a mistake. So instead of saying, you're right, this person is not appropriate for me, as maybe even dangerous or difficult. No, I'm going to defend them. Because I think somehow I am then defending the union I've created with this person. And again, your eyes cross and there you are in the strange place of cognitive dissonance. And your mind is exploding. And you feel anxious. And you feel unsafe. Any of that happened to you? Did it happen often? Has it become a pattern? Is it happening that often? Now, here's another piece of cognitive dissonance, and I say this a little bit with tongue-in-cheek, but not so much, is you listen to my podcast and, and my videos on YouTube all the time. You know, you can find my podcast at SaveYourSanityPodcast.com, and you can find my YouTube channel, which we just reached a million views, so that's very exciting. You can find it at YouTube.com slash 4, F-O-R, Relationship Help, H-E-L-P, for Relationship Help. And so you listen to my podcast, you watch my videos, and you still hope that the hijackal is not who they're showing you they are. That's cognitive dissonance. And it takes a while for you to believe me. It takes a lot of little moments for some people to go, oh, there's that. Oh, yes, and they do that too. Oh, I remember the time they did that. And it starts to build up. And pretty soon it's tipping over and you're saying, this is not okay. This is emotional abuse. This may be verbal abuse. It may be other kinds of abuse. But emotional abuse is not okay. And being with this person who is creating this cognitive dissonance, and I'm living in cognitive dissonance, is disempowering. It is really not helpful. And it will cause you to have that anxiety, which will cause you to get fuzzy thinking. And then you'll second guess yourself and question your sanity more. So it's time to stop. Time to stop and say, oh, okay, I'm in the middle of this push-pull in my mind, and I need clarity. You know, as I said, go over to beaclient.com if I can help you find clarity. But which do I actually believe? Where is the evidence? Okay, now I can see the, the truth is that this person treats me poorly. Let me stick with that. Because trying to tell myself that they love me or care for me is never going to fit with this person abuses me. Never, ever, ever. 
So learn to let that cognitive dissonance feeling, and you know it when it happens, sort of like your mind starts to go in on itself and churn a little bit along with your stomach and your shoulders come up to your earlobes and go, oh, there's something terribly wrong with that. So learn to feel that cognitive dissonance and let it remind you something is off. Ah, I know what it is. I've got two conflicting thoughts or beliefs or attitudes presented to me at the same time, and I can't hold both of them. And it's time to make a decision. I need to pull back and say, what's really the truth for me here? Not what I'd like to be the truth, but what is really the truth for me? Is it this or is it that? Is it their opinion or is it mine? Is it their behavior that needs fixing or is it mine? Make a decision and work it through. And if you don't come to resolution, then maybe the other decision was better. That you need to go back and say, no, I actually think that the hijack call was creating the cognitive dissonance and I was believing it. I'm not going to believe it anymore. I'm not going to hold it. You know, I talked before about the plausible lie. The hijackals have a great facility to tell you the plausible lie. It could have happened the way they said it. It's close, but you know it's not right. But then you start to second-guess yourself. Well, it could have. Is it worth making a fuss about? And pretty soon you're not making a fuss about anything. And that's a terribly quiet, solitary place to be. Because now the hijackal honestly believes that you will believe anything they tell you. And that's not healthy for you. So not only learn to listen to that cognitive dissonance and let it inform you that you need to pull back and figure out which side of this you believe, but become curious about what's causing it. Why is this person doing this? Why did they say something yesterday that they say the opposite of today and then tell me that, you know, I didn't hear well or I wasn't listening? You know, why does that happen? It's start to trust your gut. When it feels off, it's, it's off for you. And don't be concerned that there's something wrong with you. Your gut is telling you something's off, stop and figure it out. Don't just motor on and have one more incident under your belt. With no learning, you just accept it. And after a while, that's what happens. Yep, that's the way he or she is. That's the way they are. And you just accept it. And then you keep on going. And at that point, you are sliding downwards. You are on a downward pull that nothing good is going to come of this for you. And we want to get back into balance with the hijackal. Very difficult to do because they're dedicated to keeping you smaller, keeping you compressed and depressed and suppressed. And it takes a lot of fortitude to say, no, not going there. No, that's your opinion. I don't share it. No, you can say all those words. I don't believe those. And that's when you begin to gain momentum towards being healthier. And that's so important because you recognize you'll wear yourself out by straddling these conflicting beliefs. Your body and mind is not made to hold these conflicting beliefs all the time. It wears you down and tears you down. 
And you already know the hijack was quite happy to put you down. So there you have it all. So cognitive dissonance with its make a decision and stick with it regarding how do you want to save the relationship? What do you want to do? What is your final goal? What is it that you're hoping for? And when you when you want to solve this, you you need to either change your existing beliefs, in other words, go over to the dark side, or add new beliefs. I really believe in myself and my perception of reality. And no matter what they tell me, I have a mental picture of what actually happened. I was running my mental um, recorder. <laughs> I know what was said. I am not crazy. Or the third one is reduce the importance of the beliefs. I hope you won't do that because knowing that somebody's behavior is crazy making and allowing yourself to start believing the crazy making behavior and the words and somebody telling you what is not true about yourself creates cognitive dissonance and will create emotional chaos within you. So I hope these thoughts have hit home for you. Remember, if you'd like to talk to me, go to beaclient.com. We use that new client one-time opportunity. If you'd like to be part of Emerging Empowered Community, come on over to joinintoday.com. Wherever you listen to the podcast, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, so you'll always hear what's new. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad you were here. I hope you'll come again. And until then, take very good care of yourself. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Because you're precious and you matter. Toxic. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Talk soon.